0: Good evening. Today, I'm talking to Elizabeth. uh, Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about yourself?
1: Hi, I'm Elizabeth Hill. I'm the author of my first book, Killing the Girl, which was published uh, 7th of April 2019. Um, It's my first book and I'm really proud of it. And I'm trying to write a follow up book, which is proving quite difficult. (laughs) Because I thought once I'd written the first book, the second book would be easy. And it's not. (laughs) Um,
0: Did you always want to be a writer?
1: Yeah, I've always written um, But I've had a career in credit management, litigation, uh, credit control, debt recovery, all sorts. I've worked loads and loads of companies. Um, And so the writing's taken the back seat. And I started writing when my mother-in-law died because I used to look after her. And she died in April 2014. And I thought to myself, right, if you're going to do this, you've got to get on and do it. So I took a few months. I had to sort out all everything, you know, stuff. And I can tell you the date, because it was the 6th of August 2014. I started writing Killing the Girl. And I kept going, kept going, kept going with it. I'd already done the... um, what was it, the Nano primo for November. So I knew I could do 50,000 words a month, but I wasn't planning on doing that. <laughs> I was planning on keeping writing and keeping writing and keeping writing. So I did that and I had to teach myself how to write um, everything because I didn't know anything. I'd never finished anything. So I had to teach myself plot, structure, show, not show, psychic distance. Um, and I did um, 16 drafts of the book, I think, before I sent it to a story editor. And um, he gave me some really useful tips. And I rewrote it and finished it, sent it to Beatles and was happy with it and sent it to a proofreader who said, I was trying at that point to find an agent. And it, it was like banging your head against a wall. So uh, when my um, editor came back and said the book was excellent, I just said, right, well, i publishing it. So I self-published. I, I, I'm not hanging around, I'm not getting any younger. I'm just too old to wait a few years. So um, I self-published it on 7th of April. And the ebook went live, and the 27th of April, the paperback went live. Oh. So, <laughs>
0: um, and is that a story that you've wanted to write for a long time, or is it just the thing that came to mind when you decided to go for it?
1: Well, strangely enough, I went to a writing workshop in Park Street years ago, um, the Folk House, and they run writing workshops with a guy, um, Billy, somebody, I can't remember his name. And I was writing about a carol and some some idea that's in this book. And I realise now it was the sort of background of this book, Killing the Girl. And so when I sat down and stopped writing, that story that I've been trying to write all those years ago came out and um, turned into Killing the Girl. But it wasn't called Killing the Girl, it was called Wicked, because my aim is to write about wicked women and um, why women kill. Because I think there's too many books with men killing. So I wanted to write about women and why they kill, because they kill for different reasons. Not that I know personally. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> no they do kill for different reasons and i wanted to write about why somebody would kill and so i had this story in the back of my mind and years ago where i live in south bristol they were going to build a ring road and i thought they were going to cut across dundry dundry hills south of bristol and i always thought well what if you had a house up there and you killed someone and buried them in your garden and <laughs> No, the ring road was going to go through. So that is part of the book. Um, there's that, Plus, when I was a teenager, I spent lots of time uh, up in Dundry on the farm and shooting and things. So um, that all came into it. And so um, it was called Wicked. And Carol kills her boyfriend and buries him in the orchard, which we know straight off. And um, because of this ring road that's going to be built, it's going to be found. And so I started off with that and just kept writing. (laughs) (laughs) Went on and on. And I wrote about 140,000 words, which was horrendously long. And I didn't like part two, so I deleted it all. About 60,000 words, I just delete. My favourite button is delete, 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 delete. (laughs) And then and I rewrote the ending as it is now, which um, but like I say, it's a massive, massive learning curve, horrendous learning curve, doing because the first I would think the first ten or eleven drafts were in third person, and then one day I sat down to write and Carol started talking to me, and I had to change the whole lot to first person, so the whole book. I had to rewrite in first person present tense so that was uh, a whole draft <laughs> mm, yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> you must have enjoyed it though to get to the stage that you are now and to finally
1: publish it you must have enjoyed oh, I d- I it i did um i didn't in, yeah in the end when it started all coming together when i i put everything i'd learned Um, because I joined Jericho Writers and I watched a lot of their um, workshops and um, I bought loads of books about writing. The best one I think was On Plot and Structure by, I've forgotten his name, Scott is probably up on my top. Yeah, Plot and Structure book which I found invaluable and it was a case of just reading and learning as much as I could. And in the end, the whole lot came to... I've written 18 drafts, I think. (laughs) And the whole lot came together. And as I was reading it, I could see that I needed to put a bit of description in here, a bit of psychic distance in here, that the plot and the structure of the scene. So by the time I got to the end, I felt like I'd achieved something. Whether anybody would like it was something completely different. <laughs> you know, I w- I was happy with it. And that's that's all I could do, you know. And then it had to go out and stand up on its own. My baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, have you always been a big reader? Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I've lived all over Bristol, and when I was about six, seven, eight, I lived in Easton. So uh, even at my young age, I used to walk up Stapleton Road to the library. Um, it was called Trinity. I forget one the library was. Anyway, I spent half my life in the library. At that time, I think you could only get three books out. And I could remember when they let you take more than that out. It was like Christmas, and they suddenly said, "No, you can have more." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I I was always reading, always reading, reading and knitting. And I was never home most of the time. If it was if it wasn't raining, I was never home. But I used to read every night, so I've always read from Graham Greene, Nancy Drew. Agatha Christie, you know, loads and loads and loads of books. (laughs) Um, And
0: you still read a lot now?
1: Yeah, I don't read as much as I should. And part of that is I only read about an an hour before I go to sleep because I don't want another author to get too much in my head when I'm trying to write my own book. It's um, if you read a book and it's got um, a defined style, and um, you know when you're reading it, you know sometimes you, it gets in your head, and, and I don't want that. So I read um, only for a short time, you know. Usually criticizing. <laughs> <laughs> now I've learned. Now I've learned everything. I think, oh, I would have written that differently. <laughs> but yeah um, I love reading but I don't read as much but I will beta read for anyone I love beta reading and um, I'm quite um, I know you're supposed to critique but I'm quite critical as long as people know when they send it to me that I'm going to be quite critical (laughs) then then that's right. I will pick up every negative thing I can think of, <laughs> but I think that's good because that's what I want. If I send something to someone, I don't want them to say, "Oh yeah, that's okay." I want them to tear it to shreds <laughs> because then, then you can say, "Well, yeah, you've got a point there. and I'm going to take that on board. Or you've got a point there, and I'm going to completely ignore you because that's not what I'm trying to say. Um, But that's the sort of feedback you want. But yeah, I love reading. And Will you read anything or is there any particular genre that you stick to? I will not read anything that's got uh, torture in it or that overly describes murder. So if it starts off with this man stalking a girl and it really goes point by point of him killing, I, no, 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 <laughs> that's, I, I stop reading. That's why I, I always, before I buy a book, I read the look inside. So, no, I don't, um, I don't like too much cruelty in a book. Um, mostly crime, mystery, anything that's got a good storyline um not too much literature though i do like alice munro and a, f- a few others that slipped out of my head and <laughs> it always away <laughs> yeah there, there are so many writers you know it's just so many writers and um, so and um, mostly mystery and if it's a bit literary and it's got a mystery you know double whammy <laughs> um, Who are your um, literary heroes? Oh, Daphne de Moria, Rebecca. I mean, I love Rebecca. Deborah Mogok and Stolen. When I first read Stolen, um, I mean, I could rave about that book because it just just struck me as something I could write. Um, The way she wrote. Um, the protagonist, is uh, it Melanie or Millane? Okay. Anyway, she was not very nice, and um, you expected her to be nice and she just wasn't nice. <laughs> okay. And it was a bit of a revelation to read that, and that was a, quite a few years ago, I read that when it came out, it was on television. Um, so I loved that book. And um, one book I grew to love that I absolutely hated in the beginning was Bridget Jones. Because I just wanted to slap her. (laughs) (laughs) And I couldn't I couldn't get past how a woman could be so silly, you know, just silly. Um, you know, and and, and that, it took me, I think, four attempts to let it go and just laugh at her. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the film. I love the film as art. It was brilliant. I love the film as that. Um, But yeah, and when I was younger, I used to read Graham Greene and all sorts of people. Um, quite heavy stuff. D.H. Lawrence, I'd read. Um, all those types of books when I was younger. Um, no, Agatha Christie, obviously, and um, P.D. James, Ruth Rendell, Barbara Vine. In fact, I was really, really thrilled when a reader said that my books reminded her of Barbara Vine, and I was like, "Yay! Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much." <laughs> 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 I said, "Book, then book." <laughs> My one <laughs> <book>. <laughs> yeah so um yeah and i think all these people when well, you know when you read it and and then there are offers that you just hate like um because they write so well like um the beach what was his name alex i've forgotten his name but he was so young and he wrote the beach and i read the beach and i thought that was marvelous and i thought how dare <laughs> because you know you know that it, it was just such a brilliant book uh, such a simple idea basically um and um it was really you know good. A, good a great book there's loads of great books i mean jane harper i do like jane harper she's a recent one um so authors and you always find new ones as well and this is the great thing—you're always finding a new author. Um, <laughs> Tonight, I got so many books on my Kindle now, and I keep saying, "Stop buying books. Do not buy another book." And there's something will come along, you know, like buy a great writer and it's half price or something, and it's click. Yep, <laughs> click. Clerk, more books. <laughs> when yep. am I going to read these books? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. So, um,
0: if, if you were to be a character in your own book, um, would you get on
1: with your main characters? Oh, whoa. well, the men are all pretty nasty. <laughs> <laughs> When I get on with, say, Carol, Carol is quite young and naive. And I think it probably goes back to when we were all young and naive. And um, because I was 15 in 1970 and she's 15 in 1970, it was a bit of a of different world for working class women. I know a lot of middle class women started going to university and I didn't. I, I didn't know I was meant to go to Oxford because nobody told me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, um so, and I wouldn't have, you know, being quite poor, we wouldn't have known how that would have worked out, how you would have got even got there and lived there and gone. So for a lot of working class women like me. Mostly you didn't earn enough, but it was still you got married and you had a family. You know, you had jobs uh, equal. The Equal Pay Act came in in 1970 and um, we started earning a little bit more money and the house prices went up, I think, because women were earning more money. And um, but it was still generally you were low paid. And I know I couldn't afford to leave home. And I had to work a second job to run a car. So I worked two jobs to run my car, and to go on holiday to Italy. And in general, it was still in 1970, you were looking to sort of get married and have children. And that's what Carol is doing. So she She sees Frankie and she falls in love with him and she thinks she's or she wants and she dreams of having the perfect husband with the perfect house. And they're going to have some perfect children. And she goes and goes on. Of course, he does lead her on a bit. And she gets this dream stuck in her head and she wants to fight for it. And she makes a lot of mistakes fighting for this dream that's a book, <laughs> you know, Would you, and, and the question is, how far would you go, you know, how, how far do you go, and I, a lot of um, female readers have said to me that they recognize, you know, that that not necessarily first love, but that love that you fell in love with, and you know, and you want to keep hold of it, and he's got different ideas, how far you might go, to try and keep hold of it. And so I pushed Carol to the limits of what she will do to keep hold of this gorgeous man and um, the gorgeous house. And this idea of a happily ever after, which of course, you know, when you grow up, um, doesn't, doesn't really happen. <laughs> but she's still too young. She's still, she's just too young. And even though um, she doesn't read romance books and she's not sort of um, a romantic as such, when she falls so hard for Frankie, she's just blinded, blinded by it, and that she couldn't think of anything else because she's not had an experience. And once she gets with Frankie and she's his girlfriend and she's going out with him and she's of, oh, well, if I haven't got Frankie, who am I? You know, but there is another guy that she does have an attraction to in the book called Matthew. And he stays in there. But of course, number one is Frankie for her. So she tries to keep this dream alive and, you know, <laughs> Obviously, it's her downfall because she kills him. I <laughs> should do when they let you down.
0: <laughs> a bit extreme, but I'm sure there's many women right. out there that are to in the same.
1: <laughs> oh
0: dear. <laughs> um, are there any secret jokes or messages in your book that only a few people would understand?
1: Oh, jokes, messages. No, no, like what? I know some people put little
0: phrases or, um, like characteristics of people they know, maybe that only a few people would look at and think, Oh, ah, I know who she means, or something
1: like that. Some no, people. no, no, I, um, I know, yeah, some people like. They know somebody or they don't like and they put them in their book and but i i couldn't do that because i would not like to be reminded of that person to that degree that i would actually sit contemplate writing about them like, <laughs> i'm a yeah. bit of a, a live and let live person like go away <laughs> so no there's nobody um i made a mistake of choosing a name uh, for one of my characters was, which turned out to be the name of someone particularly nasty at one of the jobs I worked at, and that, and that, so I had to scrap that. As soon as I suddenly realised that I'd used that person's surname, that went, so the whole lot had to be <laughs> find and replace. <written. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't, I, nobody's in my book that I've ever known, um, at all no jokes about people either (laughs) shall i put them in my notes
0: (laughs) as long as you keep it to yourself i think (laughs) then you can laugh because you know and then no one else will know so you can just laugh every time
1: yeah no no (laughs) oh dear
0: um do your friends and family read you or have they read your
1: book I should say yeah Um now who's read it my hairdresser's son who was a, a how old was he at the time 15 he said <laughs> oh I'm gonna read that I said no <laughs> yeah you're not you're not gonna like my book And he read it, and he loves it. He absolutely loves it, and <laughs> I can't <couldn't> believe it. <laughs> so, yeah, he he read it, and I thought, oh gosh. Um, so, friends, um, quite a few of my writer friends read it. I love it, Um and quite a few. I made a, a reacquaintance with a neighbour I used to work with years ago. She liked, you know, she read it. She liked it. So it, it but it's always worrying when you give a copy to a friend. <laughs> My neighbour next door, I gave her a copy and she she didn't read it. And I don't think she I bet I think she might have thought, or maybe, oh Liz has written a book. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then she eventually read it and she loved it. So <laughs> that was a really <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, you are thinking oh you know but I, I I I say to everyone that I don't expect you to like it you know my um an uncle's girlfriend you know she read it she did like it you know and I say that d- don't you know if you don't like it tell me why you don't like it maybe I'm not going to be offended because when I wrote the book I wrote it for me it was my story it's what I wrote and it's for me and I'm not expecting anyone to think like me and be like me. Um, You know, so but if there's anything that you think could be improved or something that's wrong with it or a huge, big error (laughs) that nobody else has spotted, tell me, (laughs) you know, because when I was writing it, I had Carol is 15 months pregnant and I didn't realise the timeline. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah you know and I thought whoops whoops because it's going on and going on the story was going on and on and on she became pregnant and she's going on and on and on and on and on and I thought well she needs to give birth now and I thought oh it's 15 months later <laughs> <laughs> so, you know So if there are any big mistakes like that, and there were a few, that even my editor missed, you know, um, and you do, you just miss them and um, correct them. Mm -hmm. But no, you know, know, people don't necessarily like it. Um, One reviewer said it was too whiny, whining on and on and on. But she read it all. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. I can see your point actually. You know, because you can see people's point. You know, you could look at Carol and think, oh come on, woman, pull yourself together. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but you know, I I'm grateful for any review because as long as it gives me some insight into what they liked and what they didn't like, you know. I mean, I don't like the ones or I just didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) But I read it all. Yeah, I don't understand them either. (laughs) You know, but maybe, I mean, I must admit, I used to try and finish a book when I was younger, but now at my age, if I start reading a book and I get to three chapters, say... And I think, yeah, no, then life's too short, isn't it? Yeah, it really
0: right. Is. I, would never,
1: I would never write a review just because I didn't like that book. It's just not for me. You know, we've gone on to reviews now, have not we? What were we <laughs> talking about? I don't remember. Oh, friends and family. Oh, I'm friends friends <laughs> like in my book. Yeah. Yeah. No, it has. I, um, I, I sent. Um. A letter to a friend that I knew for, I used to have a static caravan in Exmouth, and I, I sent a letter to her and told her I'd written this book. And she got it, but she doesn't read. So, um, a couple of months later, I had this email from this girl. Hello, it's Claire. I, I'm Barbara's daughter. I couldn't understand why my mum had your book because my mum doesn't read. <laughs> she said, so I took it off her and read it and I love it. Oh. <laughs> so I'm sending you an email. <laughs> so that was nice. No, oh, that, that's nice. Yeah, that's that was, lovely. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. But um, so my friend Barbara, she's still not read it. I mean, honestly, friends like that. <laughs> No hope. <laughs> no. But I mean, friends, my, my wonderful friend, Lisa Lisa Hoffman, she wrote the blurb. Yes, yeah, so I, I wrote a blurb, and you do need friends. And she said, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, she wrote the blurb. Oh, oh. That's how you do it <laughs> and, you know, I'm so grateful to her for doing that, because I hope she's going to watch this, you know, because she' just knew exactly she was beta reader, and she just knew exactly what to write, and you know, I think it takes sometimes a person away from the book to be able to do that and I've been lucky with you know all my beta readers and friends that have read it and been supportive so and it is just a wonderful community the writing community because it is supportive and you're not in competition because as we both know people will buy your book and her book and his book and everybody else's book (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. so there's That's no true. absolutely no competition anywhere um, and there's support you know with other writers i you know, i i catch up with one writer every sunday how are you doing and we try and gee each other on though for the past couple of weeks we've not been doing too well and i said well we're failing because <laughs> <laughs> but then she spurred ahead and finished her first draft which is good um, and if you ever get stuck, there's always a writer that you can go to and say, look, can you read this? It's, I'm tearing my hair out here. What is wrong with it? <laughs> uh, and I belong to the Bristol Writers Group and we Zoom meet in uh, the first Saturday of that every month and get feedback on a writing. And that is good because they're just honest and they just tell you like it is. So It's since um, leaving a sort of cutthroat career where a lot of it was negative. I mean, suing people and going to court (laughs) and getting people to pay, stopping people from having credit also. a very negative whenever i used to phone somebody and they say oh no not you <laughs> <laughs> excuse me so go from that sort of world where nobody wants to talk to you or in my last job i worked on the bristol fruit market and as i walked across the market at six thirty seven a.m everyone would run and hide from me You know, because I was credit um, credit control litigation, so and <laughs> I would chase them around the market, <laughs> well as much as my walking stick would let me. <laughs> so going from that type of world <laughs> to this world, I mean it. It's it, it's just so wonderful because any stress is. Um, internal really it's a stress with your goals your deadlines um, more than anything i mean even the zoom meeting with you the first one i did was oh but i mean it's you know everybody's so supportive and um, it's such a lovely world and when we get back to it i can't wait to start meeting people because i'm down to read at the bristol crime fest which has been postponed to next year and I'm reading in the indie section and then the Bristol Festival Literature, I think was Zoom this year, last year, I should say last October and it's just going to be great to get back and, you know, meet people again, you know, I swear I'm going to be going everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, why not? (laughs) Yeah.
0: But what's your biggest dream as an author? Oh, to
1: make lots of money. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's going to happen. But maybe one day Stephen King might read my book and he'll say, "Oh." (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think. I think. um, Money aside, is just having respect of every authors would be great you know, somebody like, uh, I say Stephen King, but anyone that's, you know, a a great writer, that we recognize a great writer, if they read your book and thought it was great, that'd be wonderful. (laughs) And it's almost better than the many, though maybe if they did that, you might have a bit of many. (laughs) And I think the dream dream would be hopefully to, um, I've got four books in mind, So the next one I've stopped writing um, was called Killing the Shadow Man. And it's about women and fathers. And I've come a bit stuck with that one. So I've gone back to one that I was writing before called um, Killing. I've called it Killing the Virgin. And it's about mothers and daughters. So but whether there's going to be any virgins in it, I don't know. (laughs) I started off with that idea and then um, I started writing a comedy called Killing the Boy but I'm not quite sure if it is going to be a comedy because I've not written comedy before but I'm, I'm trying it out so whether it's going to be a comedy or not so I've got that one on the go but that's really on the back burner so I've started I'm doing Killing the Virgin and it's about a woman who doesn't get on with her children and she's not happy in her marriage. And she's going to divorce her husband, but she's dragging her feet. And then one day, her son brings home his girlfriend and they hit it off. And she absolutely loves this girl. And he's getting, the son get they get engaged. And then um, the son and future daughter-in-law move in to save for their house. And um, she loves this new daughter. So she she really adores this new daughter, but her son isn't treating her right. And the new daughter starts to go off with somebody else she knew before you see, because she's I think the daughter, doctor, daughter, the potential daughter-in-law is thinking, oh, maybe I've made a mistake. So my lady has got to stop the daughter from leaving because because <laughs> when she saw this this new daughter and she could see then a better family life and grandchildren, and she got on so well, they got the same interests, they like the same TV programmes, they like watching quizzes, they do crafts, they got so much in common, that she stopped thinking about divorcing her husband. And when his business started losing money, and he wanted to remortgage, she happily said, Yes, let's remortgage. But now, if she divorces him, of course, she won't have any money. So <laughs> she's got to <laughs> stop this girl from <laughs> leaving. And that that's the premise of the book. You know. You, she, she'd rather have this, this, this girl as her, as her daughter than her, her actual son and daughter. <laughs> she'd rather have <laughs> her as a child. but that that was something that I thought of um, and I forget who gave me the idea someone who said that they got on better with their their son-in-law or their daughter-in-law they got on better with them than they did with their own kids and I thought oh that sounds quite (laughs) a good book idea (laughs) 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 so that's, that's how it's going At the moment, um, that's as as far as it's got. So what's going to happen, I don't know. Someone will end up dead, I think. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, Um, I don't think I have any more questions for you, unless you think there's anything that I haven't asked you that you want to tell us. I don't know, we sort of like, gone all over the place. I? Yeah.
1: Mind you, once I start talking, half the time you can't
0: shut me up. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. Makes it much easier for me. I could just sit
1: here and uh, and listen. It's gone a bit dark, hasn't it? I just (laughs) realised. I'm in the dark. Should I just turn the light on? Oh, best, that's anyway. right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise I'd gone all dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, now I think I've said about everything except buy the book. Oh, and of course, I'm quite willing to give away a paperback to somebody in the UK, sorry, I can't do abroad. It's just, um, I'm not, it's so expensive. But if you want, if you live in the UK and you want a signed copy, and also not many people know because I haven't advertised it, but on the 27th of April, which is the anniversary of the paperback, the ebook will be free on Amazon. But I hate giving it away for free. I'm a real meanie. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not advertising it, but I am telling a few people, a few people on Goodreads and a few people, various people, you know, I know. And um, it's going to be free on the 27th. Which is
0: Tuesday, I think, isn't it? So get your copy, but
1: read it. Don't do what I do. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, add it to the TBR. <laughs> I know, I know. I've got so many great books. I'm just going to have to get round to reading sometime. And I think the best time, really, I say I read it for an hour, but the best time for me to read, I suppose, is when I finish a book and I'm editing. Once other yeah. authors' voices, they don't worry too much. So I do read a lot more. I've got an unstable connection. <laughs> Are <you there>? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unstable connection. Yeah. So, free, uh, free book on the twenty seventh, and if anybody wants a paperback and they live in the UK.
0: Um, and so, before we go, do you just want to tell everyone where they can find out more about you?
1: Yeah, I'm on um, Twitter at Wicked Writer uh, UK. Okay, Witter, yeah, and on Instagram at Wicked Writer UK, and Facebook the same. And I've got a website which isn't very good because I. <laughs> I can't get it sorted out, but I have got one, and it's Wicked Writer something. (laughs) Um, So, well, hopefully see you on Facebook, and the book is for sale on Amazon, only Amazon. That's the only place I've got it, though it is um, stocked because somebody from Barnes & Noble read it. It is stocked now at Barnes & Noble. And, um, and in the indie bookshop uh, in the US, um, somebody from there read it and they stocked it there as well. So a couple of places. Awesome. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, I think that's it, everything. <laughs> and thank you very much. Well, thanks for this. It's really great. It's lovely meeting you. You too. Yeah. <laughs> I think mean, the sun's going down where you are. <laughs>